The movies are back, baby, and if you're looking for a weekly podcast to keep up with all the new releases and all the hottest news and rumors coming out of Hollywood, check out Movies Baby with five Ys. Is Emma Stone on track for greatest actress of all time? What's the best Godzilla movie of all? What's up with John Cena? Love Lies Bleeding? We'll take more where that came from. What movie should have won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? Hint the name of two months and they ain't close together those are just some of the topics we've discussed on recent episodes of movies baby every week on movies baby forever dog co-founders and lifelong movie fanatics brett and joe break down the hottest movie news review the latest releases shout out forgotten classics and prophesy the future of hollywood you can listen to movies baby wherever you get podcasts and you can watch movies baby live every thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with five wives. Movies Baby! Forever! Dog! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, 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 the table is wobbly. Oh, your bliss- the table is wobbly, and my and my my scalding hot beverage. Oh, oh my gosh, it's everywhere. Oh all gosh. over the all over the Zenodi. <laughs> the Zenodi is moist. Welcome back for yet another steaming, steaming piping, piping, scalding serving, serving of hot. This is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in, in our, our lives, lives, issues in politics, politics and take a deep, deep dive, dive into the DMs. Now, let's get into some Oh my gosh. Just breathe out. Songbirds. The kettle's on. The kettle's on. Oh, the kettle. Ooh, the Earl Grey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Earl, Ver- Lady Grey. It's Lady Grey. Lady Grey and her lace up boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So I started my beauty regimen this morning at like 5 a.m. because it is the day of the queer tees and I oh need a 10 hour gosh. prep. You know, I just, I, I love getting to play dress up. I just love it. You know, I, I, the gown, um, Brad Goreski is bringing over the gown. Uh, he's coming across town. I have Jason Bolden dealing with oh, my, do? okay. dealing with my couture today. Oh, that's for great. the for the pre party, yeah. and then uh, the, oh, there's the yeah. after party look, then the arrival look, yeah, the carpet look, you know. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so so much work. <laughs> I have to go get a spray tan. Um, this is just all we today is the day we are going to the Queerty Awards, uh, and I'm very excited about it actually. Me too. We may or may not be the winners again. We we won last year. It's a pleasure to be nominated. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we're both in town and we can go this time. Yeah, right? Just go and like pussy stun a little bit. Last year we did the Joan Crawford and we just... Uh, sent our regards. <laughs> we sent our regards and then they sent a camera crew to our house where we were in bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in a, in a robe. <laughs> accepting the award. With an overdrawn lip. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh. So Battle Axe on iTunes. When this comes out, we it'll may, be Friday. And may. that means tonight is the night that Drag Race Season 12 is premiering. Applause, applause, applause. Speaking of applause, 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 there's something else premiering. I mean. <gasps> of course, Stupid, Stupid love, love comes out today. Uh, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I love it. 
Right. We're recording this a few days yeah. ahead of time, so we haven't like seen it or, you know, officially downloaded it. But I'm um, thinking I'm going to love it. You know, I I yanked that thing from the internet the day it leaked. So, oh. I'm a proud I'm a proud leak uh, aficionado. Yeah. Well, I mean, Gaga did endorse you mopping at her own party <laughs> when you were stealing samples. She was like, "Steal, Steal it all." all. <laughs> uh I, um, so I don't know, who knows, maybe she reimagined it into a really, into a country ballad, Stupid Mm. Love. I don't know, but either way, we're downloading, we're standing, we're worshiping, we live. Definitely. Very exciting. It's Stupid Love Day, it's Drag Race Day. It's a good day Uh, in the kingdom. It's a great day. Let us rejoice. Yes. And let us rejoice for these girls. Um, I had, (laughs) I had incorrectly... I had misspoke. Really? I had misspoke, which I've never done. Really? Never. Yeah. So this is weird for me. <laughs> I gave wrong information. Um, I'm not Trevor Noah, although I would like him on me. Oh my gosh. Um, I I said that all the girls were under 25, and that's not true. A good majority of them. It's deeply untrue. <laughs> oh yeah. There's an age range of about 15 years from Gigi Good being the youngest at 21, and there she shall stay. To um, for all of eternity, her Chiron will read 21. 21. Like on Drag Race. Manila did the smartest thing ever. She lied. Yeah. And I think Jackie Cox is the oldest at 34, but most of them are like 28, 29, 27, 30, like mid, late, early 2030s. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess the good thing is, is that they all present under 25. They all look very youthful, fresh, beautiful. Yeah, they're presenting. That's really yeah. what. The girls are presenting. That's really what. That's really why we leapt to the conclusion and ran with it. Yeah. And reported well, it. I leapt to it because someone, someone told me it. <laughs> I can't tell you it. Someone in Canada. Okay. Yeah, we were in the car. Sources in Canada. We were in the car. And it was like the day all the promo photos came out, and someone literally was like, oh, they're all under 25. I was like, oh, really? It's no. So then I started accusing the RuPaul's Drag Race franchise of ageism. In addition to the other comments. Ageism, Bjism, you'll have any kind of jism from the whole alphabet. Chisholm. <laughs> Wrote a song about it. Like, like to hear it. Here it goes. <laughs> Mash better. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, these girls, there's only a couple that are under the age of 25. Yeah. Gigi, Heidi in Closet, and that's it. This is the kind of, you know, this is the kind of reporting that we're known for is just hard hitting. <laughs> yeah. Slapped. <laughs> Shiplap. <laughs> Hard hitting, completely false, unsubstantiated rumors and gossip. Yeah, Gossington's for sure. Inflammatory conjecture. It's called hot goss. It's not called true things. <laughs> I mean, if if we if we gossip a little bit on the show, sorry, we're drag queens. It's what we do really, really well. Getting the first thing that happens outraged. when you get in a car with any promoter is like, so we had so and so. What you think? Oh, I hate when they do that. I just sit and listen and let them go where they go. Well, I and the yarns they weave. It's always like, oh my god, she was such a wreck. I mean, we were feeding her shots all night, uh, and I don't know how, why, but she got so drunk. <laughs> it's like uh, now I'm not gonna do anything tonight because all you're gonna do is talk shit about me to the next girl who comes into town. So you're not getting nooch, diva. Nooch. Yeah. Do you know any of the season twelve divas that are coming out? Um, I do. It's. I mean, it's. It's so exciting when you get to see people that you know or people that you've worked mm. with. I mean, New York's got a strong ear. Uh, yeah, dude. Um, Jan, um, Britta, Nikki. Um, 
Yeah. Sherry um, Pie. I, I, Gigi Good is an LA girl. Was Dahlia in New York or is she LA? She's Los Angeles, I believe. Oh, okay. I think. Maybe I'm just making that up. Um, I, I don't feel, know. I feel like she moved or something, though. I don't remember. She's in the House of Aja, correct? Um, uh, member, th- membership pending? I don't know. She might be. She might be in it. <laughs> I think she might have a blue left. check mark. I don't know. Well, Aja House. I mean, at least she's not alone in the VIP. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sitting alone. Sitting alone. Uh, this industry is a lonely one, huh? Um, no one has asked me how I was. Right. Um, Drag Race announced a special edition of All Stars to premiere on Showtime. It's showtime! Looks like it will be on June 5th. Uh, and most of the response most of the response to these posts was, huh? What's going on? What does this mean? Because the commercial itself was clips from the previous All-Stars. Mm-hmm. So I think people were like, are they gonna be showing the old All-Stars on Showtime? Are they showing a new All-Stars? I'm I'm guessing and I'm betting and we are known for wild conjecture conjecture here. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be a new All Stars. Yes, and, and it's going to happen in June, June fifth on I, Showtime. I agree with that. I think it's unfortunate that in order to see All Stars, you'll have to pay in some form because they announced it's on Showtime. It's going to each episode will be on Showtime and then the they yeah. will be available on Wow Presents after that. Um, Does Showtime have commercials? No. Well, that's a bonus. No commercial breaks. Yeah. Non-stop. But then if there's no commercial breaks, then uh, when do you get the... <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's still in the iTunes. And when are the... When's the drag queen host hosting the viewing party supposed to do a lover and chit-chat? What about the drink specials? Yeah. Like, that's not going to announce themselves. We shall see. And I'm sure all will become very clear as we get closer to there. Um, yeah, uh, but I think it's unfortunate people have to pay to see it now. And all these like bars mm-hmm. for Friday night, it doesn't need to be on a Friday night. Put it somewhere else. Friday night is a television graveyard. Traditionally, it's where shows like go to die. And like, well, I don't I don't think drag races. Oh, no, I'm not saying it die. is at all. It's an amazing show. So why not put it on a on a night that can like bring in more revenue for the bars and like make like a Monday night a thing again? Yeah, because I don't watch TV on a Monday for no reason. But if drag yeah. race was on, I'd be watching Monday TV like Friday. I'm out. I'm doing things. I'm gigging like everybody has stuff Friday. Like we don't put a TV show on that. People have to like, I guess they could watch it any time now, though, with DVR. Well, it'll be interesting how the viewing parties go. And, you know, gay people, we're, we're very uh, we're very resourceful and we always figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how, like, viewing parties are going to go. I guess maybe the bar will have to get showtime and then you'll have to just air it live because it comes out the next day on the app. Wow. So, like, you you can watch it if you have the app and you don't have showtime, but I'm, I'm just always thinking about like viewing parties. Cause I think it's such a viewing party show. It is, yeah. Like it kind of made it what it is. It's like our sports thing. It's sort of like if they were like, we're going to put the super bowl. Uh, it's not going to be on Sunday this time. It's going to be on a different channel and it's going to be on a different day. Yeah. Uh, and you have to pay to see it. Right. Uh, 
I guess it's not the same thing, but no, it, it kind of is. It's our Super Bowl. When, it's our sports. When I'm wheeling around precinct on my little hoverboard, and mm-hmm. it's the energy in the room before that final lip sync is always just like it's our Super Bowl. You it know? is. We get really into it. I you can't stop us from gathering and watching Drag Race. You could put it on a fucking Sunday at one in the afternoon. The gays will we, gather. We right. You could put it on a Wednesday at two fifteen p.m. We'll find it. That's on, where we take our lunch on fucking C-SPAN five. We'll find we it. will figure it out and we will make it happen. We'll get an IP. Um. Now, if you want to learn about authenticity, mm-hmm. I think you should get the RuPaul Masterclass, which is a series that's coming out. How These Masterclass series are, um, yeah, uh, are really cool. Like uh, people known Mark in their Jacobs field. Did one. Yeah, I watched his. You did? Yeah, it was great. How how like long? Like what is that? Is it videos? Is it episodes? I don't know. It's just people like speaking about like a topic and like real, real life advice from that, like, um, facet that their life is, you know, they're pretty much experts in. I love that. And I'm really excited, um, to get RuPaul's masterclass and uh, watch it. I'm going to be getting it too. So maybe we can. Oh yeah. She's congregating. We're not killing him. We don't kill beasts. No. He has just as much a right to be here as, as Alyssa. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm going to be getting the class too, and I can't wait to see what I learn from it. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll be talking about it here. You, if you'd like to follow along, we'll be starting next week under yeah. under Mother's tutelage. Tivana. Yeah, I mean she's made it where she is. She must be doing something right, right? Tivana St. James Van, Van Cartier, Cartier Dupree, Dupree Excelsior Deluxington Onassis. Bevington Van Cartier. DDS. Um, uh, uh, where were you this weekend? I don't know. What day is it? Today is <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Oh, if you're listening to this and you're in Florida, I'm going to be in Orlando Friday night and uh, Tampa Saturday night for Southern Night. So come see me. It'll be fun. Those Southern I love Southern Nights. It's fun. I'm excited for you. Mm-hmm. So I have to plug the Drag Queen of the Year competition, uh, pageant, pageant award, competition, competition awards, awards, contest competition. Contest. Yes. Things are really heating up. We've gotten so many With amazing prize applications. Money. I know. We raised the prize money to $10,001 this year. And uh, the tickets are going really fast. So go to themontalbond.com. There's also a link in my Instagram. And um, get your tickets now because it seems like it's a far ways away. But, like, people are snatching up their tickets already. There's talk that you're going to add a 2, two o'clock pageant, too. <laughs> Could you imagine? Pull a peach. Double seating? Yeah, double seating. Oh, my God. Girls, change back in your presentation. Oh, my God. What a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A junior uh, miss. But no, that's during Drag Con. We oh, fuck no. That. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Well, we're going to leave this section with, of course, the rainbow, rainbow spotlight. <laughs> it's Alex Newell and his new bop. Boy, you can keep it. Okay. It's so good. Put this on and just start walk. Get some heels on and then listen to this a little bit. Girl, yes. she turns it. We'll be back.
episode is brought to you by who I almost nodded off because this Helix mattress is so comfortable. Helix Sleep! The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. I've had several many Helix mattresses for several many years now, and I love I them all. They're all my I've babies. read the men's room wall. We have the midnight dusk. We have the uh, we have the one for uh, heavy sleepers, and that's also oh, good. Oh, they're if, all good. If you have slumber parties, if uh, lots, of, I love a Helix party, uh, and we are the Helix girls, and we have been for such a long time that we know what works best for us and our bodies. But if you don't know, you could take a Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. They've got models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Also models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Ooh, plus enhanced cooling features to help you from overheating at night. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home, so that's why they offer a 100-night trial to try out your new Helix mattress and a 10- to 15-year warranty. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Drag. Drag and use code HelixPartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it's not going to last long. It's so good, I'm going to say it again. That's HelixSleep.com slash drag. And use code HelixPartner20. With Helix, better sleep starts now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. You're literally getting them out of you by speaking them and figuring out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. That's right. And I think, uh, and I've said this before, I think therapy is a very useful tool, whether you've been through something very traumatic or you're just trying to better yourself. Yeah, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You don't have to leave your house. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Yeah, all the therapists have licenses. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag. Oh, we are back. And this is a segment that we like to call Let's Get Funny. Gosh, overhead lighting. We have it, you know, but the acoustics in this room are great. We're, yeah, that pop popped. We're in the Los, tight. Yes, we're in the Los Feliz location of Forever Dog Studios, top floor. Um, on the on off on the what's it called? Off the courtyard. Yes, the courtyard suite. Yeah, the courtyard suite. Yeah, yeah. not the Marriott. Uh, no. <laughs> Courtyard Inn and Suites, uh, not to be confused. We have a really special Let's Get Political segment today because we have a phone call guest 
with, uh, you know her from season five. She's my season five sister. She is currently running for the Democratic County Central Committee in San Francisco. So please. Welcome to the phone. Yes. Honey, are you ready? Are you ready, honey? We're putting on your music. (laughs) Honey Mahogany! Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? So good. We just watched your video again. I'm so fucking inspired by you being in a collective and looking cute and mm-hmm. statement jewelry uh. and in the stud little asymmetrical <laughs> Jennifer Beals moment. Right. You know, we're trying to be cute up in the stud. It's so good to talk to you. Yeah, likewise. I'm super excited. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Of course. So wait, okay. I need to ask you about this because I I, I know nothing. Um, uh, I know nothing. <laughs> so well, you, you're busy, girl. You're busy. Girl, well, you are very busy as well, and uh, making changes and running for office. So you are running for Democratic County Central Committee. So can you tell us? I know like, it's a mouthful. Can you tell? <laughs> Willem loves a mouthful. Um. <laughs> Can you tell us, like, what that is, basically? Charged by the gulp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not what's in Willamette's mouth. It's, um, it is the, the Democratic Party of San Francisco is what I'm running for. It's basically your local board that um, okay. provides uh, local the party's endorsements. It also does a lot of the voter registration for Democrats. It's, um, you know, in San Francisco, we are, we opened the Red to Blue office, which basically ran a, um, canvassing and, um, phone banking, uh, center to flip the red, um, congressional districts to blue. So to getting, basically getting more Democrats in office. So for, um, it's really a way for the Democratic Party to get the word out. And also it is, you know, we're doing the, the dirty work, the grunt work every day, sort of like drudgery of the Democratic Party. Hey, the board, is that what Harvey Milk was on? Like the board in that movie, in Milk? <laughs> no, so he was on the board of supervisors, which I actually work okay. for. I'm a legislative aide right now. Oh, cool. So I work for, yeah, so I work for a supervisor who, um, he actually represents the downtown San Francisco area, but um, it's it's not the same district that Harvey Milk um, uh, represented, but it is the same position. So that's amazing. So... Everyone, I mean, everyone right now, like the news is dominated about, you know, the presidential, uh, the presidential race and who's going to get the nomination and everything like that. But can you you speak to the importance of why it's so important to vote and be active at the local level as well? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, you know, what really got me into it was uh, organizing around the stud, right? I mean, yeah. I, I grew up in San Francisco. I've seen it change over the last, you know, 30 some odd years. And, um, you know, changing in and of itself isn't bad, but, um, San Francisco, you know, my, my family actually uh, are refugees from East Africa and they were able to come to San Francisco and, you know, not just survive, but thrive and build a life for themselves and their yeah. children. And, you know, one of their children, you know, was on a you know reality TV show, and it's now like working in politics. So, like, you know, very American success story. Totally. Um, but that that is not. Um, I don't think that's necessarily true in San Francisco anymore. You know, it's really hard to be working class or poor in San Francisco. People can't come here anymore with nothing. Like, if they're escaping like a homophobic or transphobic family, or for any other sort of you know um, 
persecute, persecuted reason or if they're, if they're feeling like they need to find a, a place to find themselves. But that's been, San Francisco has been a place where people come to find themselves for you know generations. And yeah. I don't think that that is um, true anymore because it is just too damn expensive and yeah. it is not small business friendly and it is not um, friendly to its workers, its baristas, its cab drivers, you know, Everybody is being run out of not just the city but the Bay Area, and, and and part of the reason now there's many reasons for that. Some of it is national policy and taxation, and how that works with corporations, and how that has sort of led to these you know um, uh, metropolitan areas that are really really like heavily um, populated by very wealthy people. But some of it is also really embedded in the politics of what is happening at the local level. Mm. You know, um, San Francisco has um, you know. Uh, in the past, passed like a, what they call the Twitter tax break, which basically incentivized um, tech companies to move into the downtown metro area. And mm-hmm. you know, in, in the years in the years after that, we really saw a rapid rise in gentrification. We saw a lot of small businesses and restaurants closing. And uh, and I've seen a lot of my friends um, leave San Francisco not because they wanted to, but because they could no longer afford to live here and make a life for themselves and have the quality of life that they were that they that they wanted or were used to or deserved. Um, so I, it quickly became apparent to me that local politics had a very, very, very real impact on the way that um, uh, people lived their everyday lives and in the city that saw around us. Like, I, I didn't want to see all my, like, queer, you know, friends and business owners be pushed out of a city that I love and really, you know, had a deep um, affinity for. And I wanted other people to feel, you know, to have the same opportunities that I did. Totally. I totally um, would love to vote for you for president one day. I mean, uh-huh. just and <laughs> everything you said is so correct. I, I cried a tear when the Knob Hill Theater closed. You know, it's like those those yeah. kind of businesses that we're losing. Those are valuable. Yeah, they totally are. I mean, you know, small businesses are really the backbone of our our, our, our cultures, our our, our, our economies. And um, they're really having a really tough time right now because, you know, especially in San Francisco, there are some progressive policies that are quite amazing and necessary. Like we've raised the minimum wage. We, you know, we have, um, um, uh, healthcare for, um, all working San Franciscans. Um, and, um, and girls can get their boobs there. Yeah. Well, and then people can't afford surgery, right? So the problem, the problem is that people can't afford to live here. And on top of that, that the small businesses that have to pay for healthcare for their employees and pay all these fees, they're not making enough money because they have to pay such huge um, amounts in rent, right? So right. It, it so the policies like it's a good policy to have healthcare for everybody. It's a good policy to have a livable minimum wage. But you know, you, we also have to continue to fight for like reducing some of these crazy astronomical rents and fees um, that are really making it impossible for the working class people that we need in order for our city to function uh, from keeping them, you know, being able to live here. And that also then impacts like, you know, um, your commute because everybody's living like 50 miles away and right. there isn't adequate public transportation. And so everybody's driving and then, you know, like that hurts, you know, it's just this vicious cycle of like becoming more and more impossible to live um, in San Francisco. Well, I'm glad you're out there and uh, and making a difference. Um, so <laughs> do you feel like, because we're season five sisters. Hey. Yes. So Hi. do you feel like being on Drag Race and going through that experience, do you think that has prepared you in any way for what you're doing now? Does it relate in any way? <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I think, I think so. I think yes and no. I mean, I think definitely Drag Race gave me an access to an audience and a platform that I wouldn't have had otherwise, you know? Totally. And that's something that I will forever be grateful for. Um, you know, and then the flip side of that is like, and, and not necessarily as a negative is like my experience on Drag Race was like really traumatizing in some ways. Right. And so, and so, um, that I think also prepared me like by thickening my skin and really sort of having me analyze like what's important and like what I really care about and if I'm strong enough to do certain things because you know in politics um you know I definitely went into it thinking like everybody can be friends and everybody can um you know we can we all want the same thing so we just have to figure out how to work together and you know unfortunately what I've quickly discovered is you know, not very many pe- people are willing to play that game, and those that do oftentimes are forced to not. So you have to have a really thick skin and have a really clear agenda. And, um, and you know, I, I try, you know, I do my best to, like, act in, with integrity and transparency and clarity. Yeah. Um, but not a lot of people, you know, do that, unfortunately. And so you have to have a really thick skin and, you know, expect to get stabbed in the back and expect to have to like stand up when other people disagree with you and be okay with other people tearing you down and drag race definitely prepared me for that so (laughs) thank you drag race thank you drag race i am so i'm just so excited for you and for the work you're doing and i think this is really really amazing so um thank you where's the best spot to follow you on um youtube or instagram where where do you want eyes on you yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, Instagram is definitely great. Um, my Facebook um, personal profile, you know, actually, I, sh- I, I want to give a shout out to, to Willem, who when I first um, got on the show, I think I reached out to you and I was like, hey, do you have any <laughs> advice that you give in terms of like setting up your Facebook page? Oh, yeah. And Willem was like, honestly, don't make, a fa- don't make a fan page, just make your personal page your Facebook page because it's too much to have to deal with the two and I naively did not listen and created a fan page and I totally don't do anything on that fan page anymore um I just my personal page so um I should have listened to you Willem um but (laughs) but yeah my 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 personal page on Facebook is a really is open and to the public people can follow me there but what I can really use now in the next like week or so is if people want to check out honeyforsf.com and 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 throw a few coins my way that'll really help towards not just selecting me, but I'm 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 um, running with a group of really really amazing progressive Democrats who are also proven leaders who are going to show up and do the work, and yes. I want to get them all elected with me. Um, and so, you know, if you can make a contribute, if anyone can make a contribution to you know my account, you know that'll just definitely go towards keeping San Francisco's progressive values alive in the Democratic Party. Honey4sf.com. We'll put that on Race Chasers Instagram and link mm. you there too. Thank you so much. Love you, sister. I had so much fun talking to you. You too. Love you too. I'll see you at the stud next time Keep I'm up, up there. All right. I love that. Thank All you, right, honey. Bye. Bye bitch. Okay. Have a good one. Bye. So again, go to Race Chaser Pod on Instagram so you can mm-hmm. see all the stuff on Honey, honeyforsf.com and tip the bitch. Get her elected. <laughs> she will do good for our community. You can just hear in her voice. Truly. I, uh, I'm i so excited and uh, we thank you, Honey, for being on the show today. And to you Race Chasers out there, as always, you can go do some research on all these important issues and see what you think for yourself. Totally. Oh, should we take a break? Oh, we'll be back. Let's take a break. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it's oh, oh, it's so dark in here. Is that oh. your foot? Oh, 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 oh. oh. oh gosh! Okay. You should check that. Oh dear. Uh, well, can you put uh, that under your seat? This, <laughs> this is the time <laughs> where we go. Deep inside the DM. Do you want to read this first one? Sure. Do you want me to? I'll take this Do one. You Last week, we spoke about the pipeline uh, situation in You're Canada. always talk about pipeline. Girl, lay the pipe. <laughs> Hi, hello, Alaska Willem Big Dipper. Some more info on the wet sweat and fight here in Canada. Sorry, it's long, but there's a lot to know. I'm not an expert. In the 1997, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled that the sacred lands belonged outright to the Wet'suwet'en people as long as they don't use the land in a way that destroys why they were sacred to the people. So if they were to sacred due to the connection to the forest, they couldn't chop down the entire forest. That would negate the ruling. This article, if you're interested, explains it, explains the ruling in plain non-lawyer English. Okay. We'll link that on our uh, story or something. This means the government is contradicting their own rulings by invading the land they outright do not own. Mm-hmm. The Wet'suwet'en leaders actually proposed an alternate route That still cut through their lands, but in an area they were more comfortable with. The gas company refused the compromise. The leaders have truthfully been very patient and accommodating, allowing road access to pipeline workers, etc. This is a new issue. These aren't the first protests. The LNG pipeline has been fought since at least 2018. It has been unpopular from the jump. So we have been protesting. However, the protests are continually being shut down. I live in Victoria, B.C., which is the capital city of British Vancouver on Vancouver Island. So there have been a lot of protests at the legislature building until the RCMP shut them down. Royal Canadian mounted police i think however the freedom of peaceful assembly is still in the charter of rights and freedoms the last time i checked so shutting down a peaceful protest goes against our rights as citizens our premier john horgan think i guess governor he runs our province has been very dismissive about the whole thing giving the statement that basically said am i supposed to just drop everything to come talk to you like yes bud you are it's your job he's the leader of the new democratic party ndp and they are the left of the political spectrum just as background so the party in power isn't conservative at all and actually only one due to a coalition with the green party which is a party dedicated to the environment and are also quite left-leaning justin trudeau is also making it the responsibility for leaders to go to him i think he should go to them he should meet in bc he says he's all about reconciliation and mending relationships with First Nations. But there are whole nations without clean water here and over a thousand missing or murdered indigenous women. And he's barely made a peep about it since 2015. We have a reputation of being hippies and tree huggers here in BC, but this is more than just wanting green energy. It's about the rights of the First Nations to their own lands. If they want the protests to stop. They need to come to the table. They need to be able to compromise. Thank you for keeping the let's get political segment. I love it. Thanks. Sending you lots of loves from your Canada. Your pal, Jen. Thank you, Jen, for continuing to inform us about this issue, because this is I mean, it's not just an issue about one thing or about just this pipeline. It's really about like uh, the, the power of corporations and industry overpowering people's people, right. people's religions, people's rights, even there. the law. Like yeah. these are laws that are on the books. That was their own ruling. Yes. And now they're like, oh, like. Why can't that come up? Who's going to check them? Yeah. So this is a this is an ongoing issue and we really I I really hope the leaders the leadership uh of the country comes to the table and I hope they um can come to a reconciliation um really soon. Thank you for writing in to us, Jen. Um our next message in the DMs is from Armand. Armand. You don't love me anymore, Armand. I can sense it. I only drink white. <laughs> I'm trying to switch. Red has tannins. Tannins! tannins! 
Yes. Hi, Alaska Willem and Dipper. Every season, Dipper's out out of out of out office of pocket. today. Out of office <laughs> and out of pocket. Every season of Drag Race, me and my friends Evan, Matt, and TJ do a Drag Race Fantasy League. My question to you is: If you had to pick three contestants to be on your team for season twelve, who would you pick? Here's a rundown of how we score points. Oh my gosh! And then you get points as Wait, you go. Are these girls that already have been on the show? It's like the cast of season twelve. Oh. So like uh, the main challenge win gets two points. Mini challenge win gets one point five points. Oh, y'all are giving lots of points for mini challenge. Points, points, points. Top placement is one point. How does a mini safe- challenge win get one point five points? <laughs> Safe is zero points. Lip sync but survive is negative one point. Sashay away is negative two points. There are also bonus points, point five for crying, death drop splits, and runway lip sync reveals. Given that nudity gets priority boarding, here's a photo of my drick. Enjoy and looking forward to your answers. Oh, God, that dick gave me indigestion. It's so big. <laughs> Thanks, I need to Armand. swallow twice. Armand, this is lovely. Thank you so much for sending us your erection. And I love your shower curtain. It's sort of like a palm leaf, sort of golden girls. I have, I have a similar one. Very cute. So if you, if I had to pick, I mean, I would just pick my friends. I mean, you I need would a dancing pick... girl, a pretty girl, a comedy girl. Okay. Well, I I know Jan and Britta fairly well, mm-hmm. so I would definitely choose them. And um, I just really like Jada Essence. Nice. So maybe I'd pick her. I think my fantasy league would be dancing girl, widow. Because she can buck. Okay. Um, uh, uh, comedy girl, I would do... Uh, I don't buck, I twirl. That's what Kennedy Davenport <laughs> oh, said yeah? to me once. She said, I don't buck, I, I twirl. twirl. <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy, friend of the pod. Um, and then I would probably pick, I think, Gigi is my pretty girl. Yeah. She's a pretty girl. Um, She'll have some reveals. You'll get extra points for that. And maybe uh, Jackie Cox from My Funny Girl. Oh, yeah. So amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you, Armand. And I, I wish you the best of luck with your uh, with your fantasy league. And if you want to keep track of our points as we go through the season, please, by all means. Let me know. But that mini challenge, that's a lot. I did win three, though. So actually, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're the queens of the mini queens challenge. Queens of the mini. <laughs> We're changing the name of the podcast to Queens, Queens of the, of the mini. mini. Micro Mini. <laughs> and from Armand to Andres. Uh, yes. Hi, Willem, Alaska, and Big Dipper the Third. My name is Andres. I met the dolls in 2016 in Mexico City. I was in charge of them. Oh, when they ran after the car. Who's in charge of the girls? Whose party is this? Willem really <laughs> wanted to fuck the bellhop of the hotel and asked Shocked. me to talk to him because he didn't speak English. <laughs> I used to be super shy, so I took courage from I'm not sure where and told Willem's intention. I don't know how this fairly fairy tale ended, but thank you for helping me overcome one of my biggest fears. Now I'm really outgoing. By the way, sorry in advance, but the organization that party was a mess. I didn't even get paid. <laughs> oh my Anyways, God, remember that party? Worst. My question is: last year I lost 45 pounds and just got diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome. So my life has been changing a lot and even though i'm proud of my fitness journey i can't help but feel ashamed of my involuntary movements and ticks my friend says that i should accept myself and it is not a big of deal but it's frustrating not being in control of my own body but question is how did you overcome the biggest challenge in your adult life sorry for my grammar but english isn't my first language here's a picture of me and the dolls also my weight loss journey worked daddy damn yeah, well, um, thank you so much for the note, Andres. And actually, your grammar is way better than uh, ours. Uh, big you, dippers. you have periods. Um, you have commas. You're doing great, kid. Most notes that we get. So uh, <laughs> for it being your second language, turn. Turned it. 
Um, congratulations on your fitness journey. And I mean, I'm, I guess I'm just going to say what I, what I say about everything is that, you know, part of overcoming these things is completely owning them and, uh, and, you know, using them and sort of putting them up front. So, uh, I, I think that you can do that with your diagnosis and, um, you can own it. And I, I, I agree with your friend. I think that, um, I think it's part of who you are and, um, and owning it and, uh, uh, it can be really empowering. Totally. Yeah. I agree. Thank you, Andres. What was the biggest challenge in your adult life? Have you had any? Um, (laughs) I know. Um, I mean, I guess it was, it was really hard going through like snake, snake town, you know, when, when all stars sort of took a turn and um that was really hard but you know i just took it and uh and owned it mm-hmm. and um made it part of who i am put it on a bra tivana mm-hmm. tivana st james excelsior dupree uh from jay from jay dear alaska william and big old d thank okay. you do you want me to read that sure okay um okay thank you for your podcasts i listen to you both while in the gym and on more than one occasion i have almost dropped weight because i started giggling caution be warned relationship question for the pod i've been good friends with this guy for about two years now about a year into our friendship we admitted we really liked each other and said we'd take things slow because we didn't want to ruin that friendship in the year that followed he treated me as a boyfriend but just before things became official he would fall for another one of our friends and i respectfully took a step back this happened twice around five months ago after acting romantic to me again and told me he loved me i decided to give him one more shot things were good and until last week when he texted me that he'd found someone else who he'd accidentally fallen for and wanted to be with him but stressed he wanted to stay good friends. At the time, I'd found out he'd been seeing this guy for a couple of months Uh, when he was meant to be with me, which makes sense as he invited me to his family home for a few days but refused to introduce me as his boyfriend. When I found out, I rang him up, yelled at him, and said I couldn't go through this again. He is now sending me regular messages asking us to stay close friends. My question to you is, am I valid in not wanting to be around him again after all this? Logically, I know I should, but part of me still wants to see him. Should I try to make the friendship work? P.S. Have a dick pic with me as a pup. Lots of love, Jay. I love this mask. It's very The Watchman. It's like a dog, one of those dog puppy masks. A harness. I love those. Stick on on hand. Yeah. Gorge. Um, I. What do you think, Willa? If I was friends with someone who was doing this to someone else, I wouldn't want to be friends with them. Mm-hmm. So just because you fucked him for that many years or whatever does not mean you need to be friends with him still. If he's like fucking with you like this. Yeah. That's that's the kind of person he is. And if you expose yourself to this again, you're going to get hurt again for a third time. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. It like, sounds like he's not prioritizing you. And at this point, you know that clearly. Very. And so now it's on you to uh, to not. Yeah. And you're going to find other dick out there for sure. There's so much dick. Yeah. And there's lots of pup dicks. Yeah. Lots of pup guys. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read this next message from Haley? 
Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't get her name. My bad. From Haley. Hi, friends. This is a relatively straightforward question. I've been listening to Willem Song's Hoops obsessively, and I can't find what song it's a parody of anywhere on the internet. Please help. Hoops isn't a parody. It's an original song written by um, John Duff. An original? An original. Tell me it's, it's an original. original. I love that. Yeah. It's such a good song. I think so, too. It's so pretty. Franz did the video. So beautiful. Fra- Franz had never, like, directed a video, you know? And, like, it was wow. just so Franzy. Yeah. Ugh, Franz, friend of the pod. I love that song. I love that it's an original. And I think it's my favorite one off of that. It's probably album. my favorite one. It's just yeah. like so much fun and so stupid and like yeah. true. <laughs> Tifana. You want to take it from Julie? Sure. This is from Julie. Hello, Willem in Alaska. I have been listening to your podcast and have fallen head over heels for it. Be warned. Caution. Um, you make me laugh and smile while listening at work. Quick call out to appreciate the both of you. I'm an AIDS life cycle rider. This will be my fifth year riding. And I was lucky enough to see your video ride for AIDS <laughs> while doing the ride. I love the video and the spoof on the T-Swift song. I It truly did lift my spirits when I saw it after riding all day. Was wondering if there was anything you could share about the making of the video and those fantastic bikes you both rode. You were both gorgeous in it. I'm attaching a picture of me on a training ride and one of our team kits sorry it's not a dick pic i'm a girl i thought about (laughs) asking my teammates for some to send you but thought that might be a little too weird we love weird over here the fuzzy things on my helmet are our team bear ears the team i am on is new bear republic you earn them by hitting your fundraising goal to ride proud to wear them proud to be an ally love forever julie oh thanks julie thank you julie oh my gosh uh, thank you for riding for aids i'll ride for aids uh we should put that on our instagram too race chaser pot instagram is going to be lit this week it's going to be so blown up I, uh, that video was so fun. I don't remember much about the making of it other than forgetting my wig. And then I'm like, I'll just put a towel on my head. <laughs> and then, cause we, had okay. It was a last minute. It yeah. Was, it was sort of like one day. Yeah. We were like, this is coming up soon. We have to do it fast. And we did, it was a couple locations. We had a studio, we had the an LGBT outdoor center. Thing. Yes. And we had like a mansion, like a house. Oh yeah, right? that. And you forgot your wig at the house, I'm guessing. Yeah. Or right. wait, did I? Because I had a towel on. Maybe too. it was you. But then you had my shirt on too, my judge shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a great video. Um, so cute. Yeah, and we didn't get sued. Taylor Swift did not sue us. Thank you, Taylor. She's yeah. nice girl. I loved her. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, thank Julie, you so much. and thank we you for writing for AIDS. Yeah, we love that. Uh, from Los. Hi, Miss uh, Queen Alaska, William the Third, and Lil Dipper. Do pansexual, bisexual queens get shit for sleeping with women? It seems like having a history with women, sleeping with women in general, is looked down upon in the drag community, and it makes me sad. What happened to fluidity? Uh, what are your thoughts on this? In closing, I am sorry to say I am not a part of the bit, Brit, or spit crew. I am a part of the tit crew. Sending you love and tits. Los. Would you rather have heels that heighten the mood or balloons with attitude? Um, balloons. balloons. Really? Yeah. I thought you'd have heels to heighten the mood. You're a shoe queen. I mean, yeah, but balloons are so fun. I just had they balloons at the club in Piranha. Misty Violet had two Afro puffs. And I was like, I'm a VAU too with balloons on my head. <laughs> so I like balloons. Dragon doesn't know. They're not allowed there. Oh, right. No helium. And, and Los has attached a picture on the next page. 
and she's looking lovely. Gorge. With a floral phone case, a mirror selfie. Ooh, tan, some tattoos. Beautiful mirror. Beautiful gown. Beautiful, uh, beautiful mirrors. Beautiful beveled. En- there's, ensuite. There's a beveled mirror. She's got a dimmer on that light switch, too. Dimmers, dimmers are nice. For sure. Um, I don't think, I mean, I don't think that sleeping with women is looked down upon in the drag queen community. I mean, the the example I can think of, though, where maybe this question is coming from is Scaredy Cat on Drag Race UK. Oh, yeah, I've been an asshole about that, huh? Well, it wasn't that we were... It, we weren't looking down on her for the fact that she had a girlfriend no. or sleeps with women. It, it was, I think, the fact that she wasn't really established as a drag queen and she got a spot on the most prestigious drag show. That's wh- that's why I would cast Disdain, and that's the only reason. I don't know her. Um, yes. <laughs> that's the only reason I think it was brought into question. But I have absolutely... I mean, I I fully respect, you know, bisexuality, pansexuality... And I think that um, sleeping with women is fierce. Yeah, but remember that one drag, um, there was a drag queen that we both know named um, who was fucking one of our friends who's a woman. Mm -hmm. And he hid that relationship from everybody and acted like it never happened. And then our friend was like, that that was going on. And like, we were like, that's so weird. And then he was shady with another friend. Um, Your whisper is being Can you hear that? We're going to have to bleep out these whisper spots. Whisper spots. You want to do a whisper spot tonight? Like 1.58 p.m. Sorry, babe. It would have to be a whisper spot, but you're welcome. Do you want to do a whisper spot after last call? (laughs) Just doing Billie Eilish songs. (laughs) Doing Yin Yang Twins. (laughs) All that. Do a whisper spot. Yeah, I don't... see a chip I don't... I I see what you're saying um, from that example, but... uh, I, I, I don't, yeah, since I'm one of the people shitting on those queens, in the, in your opinion, probably, since that's what I've been doing with Scaredy Cat, I wasn't trying to shit on that. I mean, as far as the show goes, that's the most interesting thing about him, because his drag wasn't good yet, you know? So I'm glad it was represented, yeah. and I'm glad it showed another facet of drag queens. We're not all just silly bottom homosexuals. We can also fuck ladies. Yeah. A drag can do anything, you know? Yeah. Drag is magic. <laughs> the Nina West, Nina West says that I agree with her. Yeah. Thank you so much, Los. And here's a message from Rick. Morning, Alaska Bandersnatch, Willem Beland, and Drippy Dick Dipper Tina Turner. Okay. Um, longtime listeners, second time emailer. I just heard about your email about Matt not being able to come when topping or getting a BJ. I'm exactly the same. Although I do identify as an amazing bottom, I do like to top aggressively. When I get fucked, I can literally come on command. But when I top, I can normally only do it when they're on their back and I'm in between their legs. I could fuck for ages without even getting close. But my usual trick is to pull out, wank over them, then shove it back in when I get to to the point of no return. This is the same when receiving oral sex. They must think I get bored, but this is not the case. It's just that I'm simply not wired up that way. 
I often thought maybe it was because I masturbate a lot or perhaps it was because I'm uncut, but clearly I'm not the only one. I'm not the, the only, only one who they- can't come when I'm told that I'll come. <laughs> Thank you for highlighting this, Matt. And once again, here are some explicit pics for the tops and bottoms in the room. And Willem, last time you mentioned, you couldn't see under the foreskin. So here's a post-cum shot cockpit and my ass. Lots of love, Rick. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Rick, you've been busy. (laughs) (laughs) This ambrosia you've been smirting. Um, Rick. Uh, uh, Pambrosia. (laughs) (laughs) Manbrosia. Okay. Uh, well, the dick is the dick is great. The picture is lovely. I like his tattoo. Yeah, Jock is cute. You're clearly touching the booty on that bed. Tooch, 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 tooch. I'm not gonna lose this club. Have you ever heard of air rights? <laughs> <laughs> um, what was this question? Well, this is the see. You, oh. you look at the dick pic and I then you forgot. totally forget. <laughs> Let me review. Let me review. No, it's uh, it's about not being able to come, and and that's you know, it goes back to what we said in the, the response money. to the ori- <laughs> in the response to the original message about this is that you're not the only one uh, out there with whatever affliction that may be ailing you. Mm-hmm. And so being open about it, having conversations about it, I think that's the important thing. And I'm glad that we're uh, we're a platform and an environment where that's safe and possible. I think these pictures definitely um, show his openness. <laughs> so, and I don't know if he'd be open to a whole platform, but like, uh, he looks uh, down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to Hot Goss this week. <laughs> Send us your questions to racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Good questions and nudity get priority after active military. That's right. Uh, we have bonus video content available now. We just put up some new stuff. It's really fun. You can go to patreon.com slash Willem. You can sign up to be a patron. You can support us, throw us a few coins, and watch those really fun, weird, crazy videos. You can just search the hashtag race chaser on there, and you can watch whatever videos you like. Look at us on IG at Willem at the only Alaska 5000 and at race chaser pod. And we will be back next week with more piping, steaming, scolding, boiling. Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises. This goss is hot. <laughs>